Section 21 of A Treatise on Good Works. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Philip Nottis. A Treatise on Good Works by Martin Luther. Translated by Johann Michael Roy. The Third Commandment. Subsections 19 through 21. 19. After this comes the discipline of the flesh, to kill its gross evil lust, to give it rest and relief. This we must kill and quiet with fasting, watching and labor, and from this we learn how much and why we shall fast, watch, and labor. There, and alas, many blind men who practice their castigation, whether it be fasting, watching, or labor, only because they think these are good works, intending by them to gain much merit. Far blinder still are they who measure their fasting, not only by the quantity or duration, as these do, but also by the nature of the food, thinking that it is of far greater worth if they do not eat meat, eggs, or butter. Beyond these are those who fast according to the saints and according to the days, one fasting on Wednesday, another on Saturday, another on St. Barbara's Day, another on St. Sebastian's Day, and so on. These all seek in their fasting nothing beyond the work itself. When they have performed that, they think that they have done a good work. I will here say nothing of the fact that some fast in such a way that they nonetheless drink themselves full some fast by eating fish and other foods so lavishly that they would come much nearer to fasting if they ate meat, eggs, and butter, and by so doing would obtain far better results from their fasting. For such fasting is not fasting, but a mockery of fasting, and of God. Therefore, I allow everyone to choose his day, food, and quantity for fasting, as he will, on condition that he do not stop with that, but have regard to his flesh. Let him put upon it fasting, watching, and labor according to its lust and wantonness, and no more, although Pope, Church, Bishop, Father, Confessor, or anyone else whosoever have commanded it. For no one should measure and regulate fasting, watching, and labor according to the character or quality of the food, or according to the days, but according to the withdrawal or approach of the lust and wantonness of the flesh, for the sake of which alone the fasting, watching, and labor is ordained, that is, to kill and to subdue them. If it were not for this lust, eating were as meritorious as fasting, sleeping, and watching, idleness as labor, and each were as good as the other, without all distinction. 20. Now, if some should find that more wantonness arose in his flesh from eating fish than from eating eggs and meat, let him eat meat and not fish. Again, if he find that his head becomes confused and crazed, or his body and stomach injured through fasting, or that it is not needful to kill the wantonness of his flesh, he shall let fasting alone entirely, and eat, sleep, be idle as it is necessary for his health, regardless whether it be against the commands of the church or the rules of monastic orders. 
where no commandment of the church no law of an order can make fasting watching and labor of more value than it has in serving to repress or to kill the flesh and its lusts where men go beyond this and the fasting eating sleeping watching are practiced beyond the strength of the body and more than is necessary to the killing of the lust so that through it the natural strength is ruined and the head is racked then let no one imagine that he has done good works or excuse himself by citing the commandment of the church or the law of his order he will be regarded as a man who takes no care of himself and as far as in him lies has become his own murderer for the body is not given us that we should kill its natural life or work but only that we kill its wantonness unless its wantonness were so strong and great that we could not sufficiently resist it without ruin and harm to the natural life for as has been said in the practice of fasting watching and labor we are not to look upon the works in themselves not on the days not on the number not on the food but only on the wanton and lustful adam that through them he may be cured of his evil appetite 21 from this we judge how wisely or foolishly some women act when they are with child and how the sick are to be treated for the foolish woman clings so firmly to their fasting that they run the risk of great danger to the fruit of the womb and to themselves rather than not to fast when the others fast they make a matter of conscience where there is none and where there is a matter of conscience they make none this is all the fault of the preachers because they continually pray to fasting and never point out its true use limit fruit cause and purpose so also the sick should be allowed to eat and drink every day whatever they wish in brief where the wantonness of the flesh ceases there every reason for fasting watching laboring eating this or that has already ceased and there is no longer any binding commandment at all but then care must be taken lest out of this freedom there grow a lazy indifference about killing the wantonness of the flesh for the roguish Adam is exceedingly tricky in looking for permission for himself, and in pleading the ruin of the body or of the mind. So some men jump right in and say, it is neither necessary nor commanded to fast or to mortify the flesh, and are ready to eat this and that without fear, just as if they had for a long time had much experience of fasting, although they have never tried it. No less are we to guard against offending those who, not sufficiently informed, regard it as great sin if we do not fast or eat as they do. These we must kindly instruct not to haughtily despise, nor eat this or that in despite of them, but we must tell them the reason why it is right to do so, and thus gradually lead them to a correct understanding. But if they are stubborn and will not listen, we must let them alone and do as we know is right to do end of section 21 recording by philip nonis